It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings, America. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you with me. My name is Eric Erickson. This so happens to be my show right here. Broadcasting from Middle Georgia across America. There is not a blue well out there far on the horizon. I can see a little. I hope you're having blue skies wherever you are, but it is cold around here. My goodness. Not as cold as it is up north, though. Those of you up in Roundup, Montana, listening to the phone number is 877-973-7425. Real quick, uh, I want to take these phone calls before I get into the subject that I don't want to talk about, but I have to talk about. But before I do, this is not an ad. I, this is not an ad. But it's going to be an ad because I'm really excited. So my bank has decided to advertise on the program, and I want to go on and tell you about them and not wait for their ad. Um, so Old Glory Bank, if you're looking for a bank, you, you know, so there have been a, a group of people out there who have been trying to start a, a new bank that actually isn't ashamed of conservatives and uh, gun stores and gun manufacturers stuff. A lot of the major banks in the country are refusing to do business with gun store operators and uh, gun manufacturers, uh, things like that. And uh, there's the one bank they tried to start up and it, the whole thing collapsed. But some friends of mine, they're, they're smart business people, and they actually bought a bank out of Oklahoma. And they rebranded it, and they have expanded it. They've got their—I mean, the website is just fantastic. They—they they do such a good job, the web portal and all. And I use them. I, I'm actually—I have an account, uh, and they're going to be an advertiser, which is cool because I'm actually legitimately can say I'm a customer. Uh, I have been a customer, and I—it's—it's—it is a great bank. It's called Old Glory Bank, uh, and also my debit card. It's like the coolest debit card. It's—it's uh, it's a very cool unapologetically pro-America, pro-Second Amendment, uh, pro-America bank, uh, oldglorybank.com. If you need a bank, if you're a college, you need a savings account or a checking account or something, or you just want to do business with a bank that doesn't hate gun owners and, and conservatives, Old Glory Bank, I, I love them. They are, they are fantastic. Uh, so, so good. Um, in fact, let me log into my bank account. It's so easy to do with their website. Again, it's oldglorybank.com. They're going to be an advertiser. If they're not an advertiser, but I'm excited. Yep, I look at that. I got my savings account. I got my, um, I got my checking account, um, and they're just they're good people. So I, I'm just putting a plug. A, a future advertiser on the program. They're they're not yet, so it's not an ad. I just love them, and I'm so excited that they're coming on board at the beginning of next year. Uh, their bill pay is is great. Uh, being able to move money around, everything online is is great. Um, I just I, I adore them, and it's just really really nice to do business with a bank that's not ashamed of me and my values and and doesn't like if you're a gun store and you need to do business, um, they're not going to shut your account down. Okay, I I got to move on, and I want to start with phone calls. And I'm going to start first with Ruth Mary. Thank you for waiting and being patient. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. How are you doing today? Great. Good. I was just calling on Henry Kissinger. My father was Foreign Service State Department, and his boss was Henry Kissinger along oh, with wow. the other Previous uh, Secretary of State's and Presidents. 
Um, and we, um, I had the privilege of being a guest of my father, along with my mother and my his mother, to go to a Foreign Service luncheon that had Henry Kissinger. I know my father never spoke ill of him, but he would never do that, even if he had disagreements. But I do know that he always thought that Henry Kissinger was a tough bird. He um, he knew what he wanted. You did what he wanted done. And you, um, you know, you just do your job as it's supposed to be and get things done because he was in communications, my father was. And um, and you um, there was definitely no uh, misunderstanding what Henry Kissinger wanted his people to do in that. And I was very impressed with him at the luncheon. We got we got to go to that luncheon. There was a lot of other I'm not going to do name dropping. Henry Kissinger is going to be the only name dropping. Um, and he he gave his opinion where different people in the State Department, what they were doing right, but he also made it quite clear no matter what rank I'll say that they were, he made it clear where they needed to improve to get done what needed to be done for his job. But I was very impressed with him. Well, I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, one of the, the perceptions of Kissinger is that he was very pig-headed, strong-willed, opinionated person who didn't listen to others. And and he was strong-willed and opinionated, uh, but he also, behind the scenes, was willing to be challenged on his views. And, and he believed he's, he's uh, a German-Jewish immigrant to the country and believed in the, the synthesis-antithesis um, arrives at a, at a new uh, synthesis of and, and you can argue and you can debate and you can challenge each other and that refines your ideas. And he was very good at being challenged by those around him and pushed back hard. They pushed back on him, but refined the ideas. And, and that's kind of what you need as opposed to someone who's just absolutely convinced. Although everyone who worked with him, and, and even some of his critics, I, I forget what the exact quote is, that he had almost a musical ability to relate to the history of the day, that he just profoundly intuited how the chess pieces would move on the board. And I don't think he got it wrong. Like, I, I criticize him on China. I think that he went – he idolized China. Having built that relationship, it became his idol, and he couldn't separate it when he needed to. But otherwise, yeah, listen, I, I appreciate that very much. He's a fascinating guy. Uh, and the left just hates him because he was – they don't hate him because of what he did. They they hate him because he was not on the communist side. Now, uh, Sean, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, uh, I've i been hearing on the news about Hamas, um, I guess, farming out some of these hostages to other groups and passing on all networks, but no really story on who these other groups are, where they are, and why Hamas would be – kind of passing these folks around. I don't know. Yeah, if you know okay. Th- that's that's a great question. Um, there is another group in Gaza called the Islamic Jihad, uh, and they are, they're separate from Hamas. They work with Hamas. They are, they were the ones. So Hamas is a Sunni Muslim group. Iran is Shiite Muslim. Think of it more as Catholic versus Protestant as opposed to Baptist versus Methodist. I mean, fundamental theological differences between the Shiites and the Sunnis. Islamic Jihad is Shiite. Uh, and Iran has helped them a lot, um, and they've been a competitor to Hamas, but they've been collaborating more. Hamas allegedly sold some of the hostages to Islamic Jihad. However, it's appearing today that that's actually not true and that these hostages were killed, and uh, Hamas instead lied and said they sold them and couldn't get the hostages back. 
Uh, but we now know today that three of the hostages, including two of the babies, were killed and um, they will not be returning home, unfortunately. Um, there is, by the way, Hamas has just released uh, proof of life of um, one of the hostages uh, uh, crying after learning his entire family had been killed uh, as as hostages. They, they took the father, the mother, and the two babies, uh, the cute little redheaded kids, and Hamas killed the mother and the kids. And the, the father, they've released a video of him today telling him that they that his sons and wife are murdered and his reaction to it. It's just um, awful, awful stuff. And that really does appear to be the case, though, y'all. They, they said that they other jihadi groups took some of the hostages, and that actually appears to be a lie uh, because Hamas did not want to admit that they had killed the hostages. A mother and those two precious babies dead at the hands of Hamas. Just awful stuff. Um, okay, I, I'm listen. I, my the way I view my job is to tell you what's going on in the world and give you the facts so you can make up your opinion yourself. I I never want to be accused of telling people what to think or thinking for people. I I, I just I, I disdain that. I, I want to give you as many facts as possible. So that you make your mind. But my job is also to just tell you what I think. I, I I got opinions. My job is to hopefully entertaining opinions so you keep coming back for more. But I've gotta I gotta be honest with you. I really, really need to be honest. And please don't shoot me for my honesty. Some of you just you, you I listen, I know how some of you are, and you I'm gonna get hate mail. But 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 I, I'm going to tell you anyway. I am a normal human being. I have a wife and two children, and I do the grocery shopping, and I do a lot of the, the food fetching in the evenings. I am my family's DoorDash Uber Eats driver. Because we go through the, what do you want for dinner? I don't know what do you want for dinner. Food, what sort of food? The type of food that you eat. What sort of food that you eat? The type of food that you eat that you swallow. What sort of food that you eat and you swallow? The type of food that makes me feel, what are you What do you want for supper? I don't know. What do you want for supper? I, our family is that family. And then ultimately, I've got to drive around and pick up food or because it's cheaper than doing DoorDash and it gets to you faster. I am my family's Uber Eats. We haven't cooked a lot lately. My wife's been sick. I've been busy. The kids have a lot of homework. We hadn't done a lot of home cooking, so I'm the DoorDash driver. And I'm the grocery store picker upper and and, and all of that. I, I I'm just I'm saying I got a life. I, I got a life. I got a wife. I got kids. I got a life. I don't care about the Gavin Newsom Ron DeSantis debate. That's all I'm trying to say. I've got I got bigger fish to fry than to care about two guys who you know you're going to agree with everything Ron DeSantis says. You know you're not going to agree with anything Gavin Newsom says. I just don't care about it. I confess, I just, I don't care. Uh, I'm on Team DeSantis in this. I mean, Gavin Newsom can't say anything I'm going to agree with unless he says he loves America, but you know he really doesn't. He only likes California because he's turned it into a third world hellhole, and that's what he likes. I, I don't, you're not going to learn anything other than that you like Ron DeSantis and his views. I think it's great for Ron DeSantis to do this. We've had a couple of big days of news for Nikki Haley. I think it's fantastic for Ron DeSantis to do this and mop the floor with Gavin Newsom. 
And if you're on the right, you're going to. What's interesting is how the Trump people are cheering Gavin Newsom. Oh, he's going to mop the floor. He's such a better debater. Oh, he's, he's going to be so much more dynamic. He's taller. I just don't care. I, I got to watch the presidential debates. I don't have to watch this. I'm going to watch this debate resentfully with a lot of bourbon and a cigar. But I just, I'm, I, I don't, it's, it's not something that I, I want to, like, I actually am curious about the next presidential debate. It's going to be the smallest of the debates. Megyn Kelly is going to be asking the questions. News Nation is going to be involved. It should be a great debate with Megyn Kelly as the moderator. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be in Tuscaloosa. It's going to be a great crowd in Alabama. I might have to drive over for it. I don't know. But I, yeah, I, I got stuff to do. I don't, I, I know I'm going to agree with Ron DeSantis, and I know his zingers are going to be great. And I know I'm not going to agree with Gavin Newsom, but I know I'm going to roll my eyes at the dumb things he says. But I, I got so many, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I'm trying not to think about it, to be honest with you. I, I, I got grocery shopping I got to do tonight. I, I got, got food I got to pick up. I, I got a life. I got to help my kids with homework. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Y'all, this is where sometimes I think, am I really in the right job that, that I'm just like, I don't obsess about this stuff. I used to. And now I'm just, I'm a dad and I'm a husband and I had to take my wife for a colonoscopy yesterday morning. I mean, it's just, life is kind of routine and mundane and, and, and we go to church on Sunday and I cook food for friends on Sunday night. We have bourbon and cigars on the front porch and then I do talk radio and I read the news copiously and there's lots of news and this just ain't it for me. And I'm glad that the DeSantis people are really, really excited about it. And I'm glad that the Newsom people are excited about it. And I'm glad that it gives Ron DeSantis some good time to expose himself on, on the debates. And I hope it moves the needle for him. I, I really do. But of the grand scheme of things out there, God bless Sean Hannity for doing it. But I know beyond certainty that no Democrat is going to be persuaded by DeSantis and no Republican is going to be persuaded by Newsom. What will be interesting is how the non-DeSantis Republicans react to DeSantis versus Newsom. And are any of them persuaded to come to DeSantis or do they claim that he was a disaster? Oh my gosh, you can't do something. DeSantis is actually taking a bigger risk with this, which is a bold move by him, commendable by him, and gives him a lot of exposure because you and I both know there's going to be a core of the Republican Party for Trump that's going to assail and character assassinate him no matter what he does tonight and claim that Newsom won the debate. And what will be most telling about this debate is the Republicans who go all in on Newsom, not because they like him, but because they hate DeSantis. And that's kind of a damning indictment on them that they'll defend the communist who wrecked California over Ron DeSantis just because they don't like that he's running for president. I hope DeSantis mops the floor with, with Newsom, and I'm not going to be surprised if he does. But I'm just not super excited about it. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager, you don't want to be the bad guy with your employees, Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. 
They give you access to HR expertise and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, let me just say this about the Elon Musk stuff. Yesterday, he, he was asked by Aaron Ross uh, Sorkin at the New York Times at a conference, "What about the advertisers boycotting?" He said they can go f themselves. Um, that's what he said on stage. And of course, everybody on the right is, like, oh, "Elon Musk so brave." I'm not an Elon Musk fan for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, the man has done some great things in the past. Uh, he, he's got an entrepreneurial spirit, but I just, I don't trust him. I, I just, I don't really trust people who, when the whole herd moves in a direction, I tend to be the guy's like, why is everybody rushing to this guy's direction? You, you know how many kids from different women he has? And I, I just, there's a character issue there and there's just something not right about it to me. There's, there's some, there's some red flag to me on the rush of people to defend Elon Musk. Um, I and I, I think the the Twitter platform now is garbage. Uh, I, I I listen. It was garbage before because it was ruthless progressives who ran it, and now I, it's it's garbage because he's just let all sorts of trash on the site and it doesn't function well. And I just kind of think he's he's at this point overrated on stuff. SpaceX is brilliant. I love it, but it's also the the one smart thing he did was let the scientists do their work and stay away from them. But I don't I'm 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 just not a big a fan and, and he's got these cheerleaders on the right and I'm I I don't I don't get it and I have always I have always on the right and the left been suspicious when the herd just all embraces one guy at the same time and says this is our guy I'm like probably not I see how one day the Antichrist will be embraced by all I'm not he's not I'm just but you see the whole herd mentality thing anyway I gotta move on let me tell you about vision computer first vision computer going to build you a computer. They've built my family a computer. They can build your small business, multiple computers, laptops, or desktops. PCs we're talking about. They build them and then they become your IT department for your family or for your office. So let, let me just say you're, you're, a, you're a dentist and you have your dental office and you need a computer in the room where you're, you're destroying people's teeth painfully with shots and needles and, and pliers. And, and then you've also got your receptionist in your own office. And one of you needs the laptop to carry around with the nurse. And you got the dental hygienist and everybody needs computers. Vision can build them for all of you. And then when your receptionist or your dental hygienist has a problem, they get a phone number and they call Vision and boom, 15 seconds or less, they can answer and tell you what to do quicker than a Google search. For if you're a lawyer, an accountant, a, a, a mom and dad whose kids need a computer for school, Vision can build you the computer, save you money in the process, and then be your IT department. All you do is call them nationwide, 404 Compute. Those of you in Lafayette, call them 404 Compute. Let them build your computer and be your in-house IT department. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, let's go back to the phones. Doug, welcome. How are you? Doug? Hi there. Uh, yeah. Hey, Eric. How are you, sir? Great. I have a very fun, positive story about Henry Kissinger, and it's it's entirely true. 
Okay. But way back when we were in journalism college, of course, we were all news junkies, and we watched the evening news every night. And one night, the news came on, and I, it was back in the 80s. I can't remember who the anchor was. But about midway through the broadcast, Henry Kissinger came on after a commercial and was sitting at, at the table with the broadcasters. And his purpose for, for being there is one of his bucket list items in life was he always wanted to deliver the evening weather forecast on the news and did. <laughs> and he, he obviously been, had been trained up a little bit on it because he knew what he was doing. Now, when you're watching the weather, what's on your television screen is not the same as the chromium map that the meteorologists look at. But he did a very fine job, had a big smile on his face, and everybody in the broadcast engineers were all laughing and having a good time. It was it was wonderful. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. <laughs> look, look, wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. Hang on. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, look at this. Uh, so Your chance was, to do the weather, sir. Let me get out of here. Don't go far away. I won't. <laughs> here it if is. If you live anywhere between Egypt, Pennsylvania, and Lebanon, New Hampshire, I foresee more peaceful weather for you. It should also be fairly nice around Paris, Kentucky, uh, but the area near Athens, Georgia, will remain. Near Athens, Georgia will remain mostly cloudy and breezy. <laughs> it was for CBS this morning in 1991. <laughs> okay, well there you have it. <laughs> yep. I just thought I'd pass that on as a good message for Andrew Kissinger. My gosh, Doug, thank you for that. I had no idea yet. 1991 on CBS this morning. Uh, Henry Kissinger does the weather forecast. <laughs> yeah, you know, the guy was in his own right a celebrity. I mean, do you know that like the hot women of America, Henry Henry Kissinger dated like a lot of hot women. I uh, yeah, I guess power is the the greatest aphrodisiac. Uh, I'm I don't know. I got nothing. Uh <laughs> Everybody, I don't really have any. You know, I, I I met when I was a kid. I met Margaret Thatcher. Uh, I've I've met George W. Bush. I met George H. W. Bush. Um, never never met Henry Kissinger. I'm I've met a lot of famous people, but I've never met Henry Kissinger. My my favorite is a buddy of mine uh, who said he was in a Jewish deli in Washington D.C. and Henry Kissinger was in front of him and ordered rye bread. Uh, and the guy asked him what he wanted it, and he says he just wanted the rye bread. And the guy says, "Well, don't you want a sandwich?" He says, "I want a sandwich, but I want the rye bread because I got the sandwich ingredients at home and got the rye bread and walked out." That was his Henry Kissinger encounter. <laughs> All right, All right. I, I I guess we should we should talk about other stuff, shouldn't we? Um, I, I'm I, I got an angry email already. I got an angry email about my take on the. I'm going to watch it and we'll talk about it tomorrow. It'll be an open line Friday and we'll talk about the, but I just, I just, I'm sorry. I, I got a life y'all. I got a life. I just, I, I don't actually stew it. I used to stew in politics all the time, but I just found, found it's not healthy. Uh, it is not healthy to be that obsessed about politics all the time. And, and a good case in point is Robert Kagan, uh, the Wa Washington post, the pro terrorist Washington post. I need to say something here, and and I'm not going to say it lightly. I, I actually mean this. I am concerned for President Trump's safety. 
I like I'm I'm genuinely concerned. I, I don't care for the man, but I don't want anything bad to happen to him. And the left are working themselves up into a frenzy. I don't think they're going to stop until they try to try to kill the man. Uh, this is from the Washington. This is an actual piece of the Washington Post from Robert Kagan. Uh, the headline is a Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. We should stop pretending. And the graphic shows at the top. It's a the statue of um, Caesar Augustus uh, with with a picture of Trump kind of torn underneath him. Let's stop the wishful thinking and face the stark reality, he writes. There is a clear path to dictatorship in the United States, and it's getting shorter every day. In 13 weeks, Donald Trump will have locked up the Republican nomination. In the Real Clear Politics poll average for the period from November 9 to 20, Trump leads his nearest competitor by 47 points and leads the rest of the field combined by 27 points. The idea that he is unelectable in the general election is nonsense. He is tied or ahead of President Biden in all the latest polls, stripping other Republican challengers of their own stated reason for existence. The fact that many Americans might prefer other candidates, much ballyhooed by such political sages as Karl Rove, will soon become irrelevant when millions of Republican voters turn out to choose the person whom no one allegedly wants. For many months now, we have been living in a world of self-delusion, rich with imagined possibilities. Maybe it will be Ron DeSantis or maybe Nikki Haley. Maybe the myriad indictments of Trump will doom him with Republican suburbanites. Such hopeful speculation has allowed us to drift along passively, conducting business as usual, taking no dramatic action to change course in the hope and expectation that something will happen. Like people on a riverboat, we have long known there's a waterfall ahead, but assume we will somehow find our way to shore before we go over the edge. But now the actions required to get us to shore are looking harder and harder, if not downright impossible. The magical thinking phase is ending. Barring some miracle, Trump will soon be the presumptive Republican nominee for president. When that happens, there will be a swift and dramatic shift in the political power dynamic in his favor. Until now, Republicans and conservatives have enjoyed relative freedom to express anti-Trump sentiments, to speak openly and positively about alternate candidates, to vent criticisms of Trump's behavior past and present. Donors who find Trump distasteful have been free to spend their money around to help his competitors. Establishment Republicans have made no secret of their hope that Trump will be convicted and removed from the equation without their having to take a stand. All this will end once Trump wins Super Tuesday. Voters are the currency of power in our system and money flows. And by those measures, Trump is about to become far more powerful than he already is. This hour of casting about for alternatives is closing. The next phase is about people all falling in line. Let me just skip down to the utter conclusion of the nonsense. And boy, did the pro-Hamas Washington Post Give this guy a lot of room. Here we go. We are closer to the point today than we have ever been, yet we continue to drift towards dictatorship, still hoping for some intervention that will allow us to escape the consequences of our collective cowardice, our complacent, willful ignorance, and above all, our lack of any deep commitment to liberal democracy. As the man said, we're going out not with a bang, but a whimper. I'm sorry, but you cannot write this sort of drivel without actually hoping someone shoots Donald Trump. You, you just can't. These people want to get rid of Donald Trump. And if they could assassinate him, you and I both know they would. They have been driven mad by Donald Trump. 
the number of people I know left and right who have been broken by the man. So here's, here's my rule of thumb. I am not a fan of Donald Trump's and hope that someone else will rise and beat him. I think uh, his character is a problem. We should have a president with character, and he doesn't have it. I don't care for him. As much as I think we got good policies from him his first term, I'm not convinced in the second because like 90% of the people who gave us the good policies his first term are back in other people. He's not going to bring them back to the White House. He's got nothing to lose in a second term. I just I think it would be chaotic. Um, I think it, w- it w- would not be conservative. It would be very populist. And as much as I like parts of populism when it's fused with conservatism, populism for populism's sake, I think it's just the mob. I got concerns. But I know I would get more from him that I like than from Biden, frankly, if he's elected. And I know that a guy like Leonard Leo would still help pick judges. I mean, that's the thing that Trump gave us that everybody really likes on the right is the judges. And that's what he would keep doing because it got him so much applause in the first round, it would in the second round, too. I think it would be more expensive to get him elected than a DeSantis or a Haley that the the Uh, amount of money spent to get him elected would probably cost us the Senate, which he needs to get anything done. I think that he would only be there for four years. Why go through the exhaustion and expense of just four years? What the left says is once he gets there, he'll never leave. No, no, he'll he'll leave. They've convinced themselves of this. It is is a, a by faith belief on the left that Donald Trump once he gets into the White House, will never leave the White House. Yes, he will. First of all, God has a term limits plan. And Donald Trump is getting close to it of natural ability, just like Joe Biden. Secondly, he would be term limited under the Constitution. And you can bellyache and complain all you want that Donald Trump's an authoritarian, Donald Trump's a dictator, blah, 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 blah. Donald Trump's an American. And Donald Trump will leave. If he's elected, he will serve four years. He will be term limited and he will leave. And if he chooses not to, the Supreme Court of the United States will push him out the door along with everybody else. He's term limited. For the left to not believe this, the left has to believe that the entirety of the American system is too broken to be fixed. And that ultimately is what this is about. What the left doesn't want to tell you is that the left wants the power. They're going to vilify whoever the Republican nominee is as the second coming of Trump. It doesn't matter that it's Trump. If it's Ron DeSantis, they will say the same about him. If it's Nikki Haley, I mean, you've got Jamie Dimon and and telling liberals that you should rally to Nikki Haley and help her as an alternative to Trump. If Nikki Haley becomes the Republican nominee, you will see unbridled racism from the left. They will say of her the things they've said of Trump because it's not about Trump. It's about the Republicans. They don't want to give up power to the GOP. They can't stand Donald Trump. But they don't like the Republicans either. All of their belly aching and moaning and complaining is all about Donald Trump. And here's the thing. This is the thing. Let's let's go back to the beginning of this piece. You scroll back. You got to scroll far because they gave Robert Kagan a whole lot. Again, this is it. In 13 weeks, Donald Trump will have locked up the Republican nomination in the real career politics poll average. Trump leads his nearest competitor by 47 points and leads the rest of the field combined by 27. The idea that he is unelectable in the general election is nonsense. He is tied or ahead of President Biden in all the latest polls. 
stripping other Republican challengers of their own stated reason for existence. If the left really believes Donald Trump's the threat to democracy, they claim he is. They'd be shoving Barack Obama, or shoving Joe Biden out of flight of steps right now. I mean, they will do whatever they can to get rid of Joe Biden. I mean, the left, if they really believe that Donald Trump is is this existential threat, a Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. We should stop pretending. If they believe a Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable, one, you know they wish to do harm to him. Uh, they want to be Brutus to Julius Caesar. And two, they would be eliminating Joe Biden from contention in 2024. If Trump is beating Biden as badly as he is, he's Trump, for the record, is doing better in all the polls now than he has ever done in the history of running for office, him versus anybody else. He's actually the best Republican in the polling right now since George Bush in 2003, who ran for reelection and got over 50 percent of the vote. The Democrats would be dispatching Joe Biden if they really fundamentally believe the stuff they're saying they would be doing that. But instead, you know the wash. It's only a matter of time before the pro-terrorist Washington Post starts openly calling for the death of Donald Trump. It is only a matter of time. If they're going that far right now to say that his dictatorship is increasingly inevitable, it's only a matter of time before they start urging violence. These people have lost their mind. Donald Trump has broken these people. And the test of who has been broken by Donald Trump is who has fundamentally changed since before and after Trump. You see this among some of the prominent evangelicals in the country who now hate everything about evangelicals. They've left their churches. You see this about the left. They, 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 they had every, it's just Donald Trump fundamentally broke some people. And they, they, they viewed him as like the bane of their existence. And the reality is that Donald Trump's just a symptom of something greater in this country. It is that so many people feel like the elite who write at the Washington Post and White about dictatorship, the elite disdain the average middle-class person of America. And the average middle-class person of America is standing up and fighting back, and they hate it that they can't beat the voters at the voting booth. You know what? Democracy is about the majority wins. You people claim you like democracy. If Donald Trump gets a majority vote, well, you know what? You're going to have to eat it because that's democracy, people. In four years, you'll find somebody else because he'll be term limited because that's the Constitution. You just don't have faith in any of it. You only have faith in yourself. That's why you're in hysterics. A great group that has faith in you is Patriot Mobile. They want your business so they can grow the conservative movement. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, and you move your cell phone service to Patriot Mobile. That's it. That's all you do. Self, you grow the conservative movement. How? Because as their profits grow, they're giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. So you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, and you move your cell phone service to them. You get guaranteed great service. In fact, if you go to patriotmobile.com, you can put in your address and see just how good the 5G, the data, the voice is, everything near your house. And I'm telling you, it's great. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So if you call them, you're doing business with people in the country. And if you tell them that I'm sending you, you get guaranteed great service from Patriot Mobile. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name and get guaranteed great service. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Don't forget, if you text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you can get the podcast, the show notes, the live stream, 
the social media list. You should be following me on Instagram anyway. Instagram is my favorite social media platform because I can put up my cooking pictures and my photography. So a while back, my wife decided that I had to like come up with a new hobby besides cooking because I like to cook. She counts her macros. My wife is just amazing. She pulled a UPS truck a few weeks ago in a, in a strongman competition. She does her macros. She weighs out her chicken. She eats so much rotisserie chicken. Ooh, I, and I should because, I mean, it clearly works because it's worked for her. And me, I like pizza and beer. It's delicious. Makes me happy. Also makes me fat. But nonetheless, she's like, you got to get a new, you got to get a new hobby. So she signed me up for photography classes. I got a cheap camera, and then I, the cheap camera led to a very expensive Sony camera, a Sony mirrorless AR7, uh, A7R2. Now they got the four. I might be upgrading soon. And now I just take pictures of the food, and then I put it on Instagram. And they're not very good pictures. I took a class on food photography. It's like I'm not buying all this garbage to, like, stage shots. That's ridiculous. I'll just put up a picture of the food and enjoy the food. But then I do other things. Like, I don't like to take pictures of people. My gosh, do I have to take pictures of people, but my, my daughter, she's got to do senior portraits and she actually, so we know Steve Pinley, the artist, he's fantastic. And when my kid was, gosh, it's been years ago now. Um, she's probably like eight years old. She got to paint with Steve and she doesn't want to do senior portraits, but she says, dad, if, if you can get Mr. Pinley to let me paint with him and take a picture of that, that's what I want to use for my senior portrait. So if that reminds me, I gotta, I gotta bother Steve and see if he'll let us do that. But, um, I just, I don't like to take pictures of people because I don't like my picture taken. It's bad enough. I got to be on TV and video. I just, I like to take wildlife photography pictures, but then I got a buddy of mine. He's a wildlife photographer. He's listening right now. I know he's listening because he texted me and he's just brilliant. And at some point I realized I will never be a professional photographer. I'm just a bad amateurish hobbyist who likes to take pictures and really I just like to buy the expensive lenses. Holy cow, do these lenses look amazing. In any event, that's all a big distraction from having to talk about any more politics of the day. I will be back tomorrow for Open Line Friday. See you then. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.